with David Ian and Kate Dale. The show that plums the depths of mediocrity, celebrates the ordinary, and enjoys the everyday. Hello and welcome to Mediocre Gay, the podcast. I'm Kate Dale. And I'm David Ian. So, uh, David, tell me something about your week, because it's been a while since we've caught up. What's been the most mediocre thing that you've been up to this uh, week? My most mediocre thing this week was my Saturday night. Tell me more. Uh, I did absolutely nothing. And then at half past eight, I left my house and went and bought an individual, <laughs> an individual <laughs> syrup pudding and an individual pot of custard. <laughs> <laughs> which is the sort of thing my grandmother did when she was 70 living in rural Kent not when she was in her 30s living in zone one of London so when eight-year-old David did rural Kent where you grew up mm. thinking about his big exciting London life mm. was this what you had in mind no but what happens is comedy steals all your energy and joy yeah and like social bandwidth so I just didn't make any plans. And then I realized it was Saturday night and I was like, how can I celebrate? And what I really wanted, it's even sadder, what I really wanted was jam roly-poly, but they only had a full-sized portion that was for four people, which I was completely okay with getting. But it could only be cooked in the oven, which would have taken 25 minutes. And I was like, well, now electricity prices have gone up 27%. I can't really justify that. Whereas my individual syrup pudding can be done in the microwave. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the... Uh... I'm going to die alone. The thing is, don't you think that, because actually that sounds like a really lovely Saturday night in, and I think sometimes the joy of just staying at home, pyjamas. It really was, because I also just watched 14 episodes of The Golden Girls. Yeah, but you've got me back into The Golden Girls, and I'd forgotten just how good it is. And I've just watched the episode, the tap dancing episode. Oh, my God. They're brilliant. Yeah, we can't sing the theme tune because we'll have to pay rights or something. But, yeah. So there you go. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) It's mediocre. Uh, So we've got a guest. People will be glad to hear that, I think, because yeah. how much excitement can there be? Actually, quite From a lot. From syrup sponge pudding, imagine. <laughs> okay, so this week uh, we have got a singer, songwriter, producer and personal trainer um, who is one of my lovely friends, who I think is actually also really funny, even though he's not a stand-up comedian. I mean, being a stand-up comedian doesn't necessarily mean you're funny, I've discovered. I actually, Speaking personally, of course. He does also train me as a personal trainer sometimes, and most of the time I pick him because we don't have to do that much work because hey. he just gets, he just chats away. <laughs> just him of being bad at his job. Really good chat. <laughs> it is good chat. He's really <laughs> easy to distract, so you don't need to do any work. <laughs> anyway, it's Mikey. Yay! Yay. Hi, everybody. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Good. I think that's a fair description of you, though. It is really easy to distract you. Um, yes, I feel it what is. Do you use to, is it like having a teacher at work who you know what their pet hobby is at the weekend? Did you say, sir, tell us about? Oh, I mean, just talk about boys. Or... I mean, it depends who I'm with. So if I get someone who's interesting on the same vibe as me, of course, I'm going to run away with my thoughts. But, <gasps> but, what, does David, but what does David Leave her in the compliment. He, he's <laughs> a good listener. Uh, yeah. So it's a good what? 60 minutes, 55 minutes of me talking about myself and mm. you doing some crunches at the end. That sounds like the perfect routine. No, in, in, <laughs> in, 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 in fairness, I think you're actually, you're, you're quite good when you come in. You you push yourself. There you go, see. You can always push harder, what's, but you know, you push yourself. What's his least favourite exercise that you really have to make Ooh, him do? Ooh, if I could, do I just one? Um, <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> 
least favorite or just ones that you're particularly shit at? Oh, you got bad knees. I've got really got bad, bad knees. knees. I've got really bad, got knees. bad knees. Oh, that's a story for another podcast as to why David yeah, has so bad anything knees. Anything to do with lower body, really? No? Yeah, it's really yeah, bad. Yeah, half the body is bad. Yeah, yeah. Squats, um, like squats. But I'm really good at core stuff. I'm very good no, but at you plank. give a good you 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 you're, you're not like like a lot of people have issues, and I'll be like, oh, you shouldn't do that, and they'll be like, okay. Whereas you're, you'll kind of like try a little bit, and then you'll be like, oh no, actually, I can't do that. You go see. You were not expecting that, were you? My week's turned around. Uh, Amazing. Right, thanks for being here. Hi, you're welcome. So, um, what's our first question? What does mediocre mean to you? (laughs) So, uh, having just thought of this for the first time now and never pre-planned anything, (laughs) um, I think mediocre means, it feels negative when you say it, no? Like, obviously, I'm sure everybody's come on this uh, podcast now has, like, Googled it before, and it's like, wow, it actually means, like, it's not a bad thing. It's like... Something average, mm-hmm. whereas I would say, yeah, something average, but just still like a negative attachment to it. So like, not good enough, meh, meh, meh. I think meh. that's the right. Something that's, that's just word, like I like to think that in Google headquarters, where they look at search data, they're saying, "Why is there a seven on the word mediocre?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first of all, word of the year. Spelling it. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? I've never had. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not have thought. I now write it so often, and every single Mediocre. time, I'm like, "Ooh, is that how you do it?" Mediocre. Bizarre, isn't it? Anyway, mediocre. Uh, so, what do you love that uh, is mediocre? How do I love that it's mediocre? Um, how do I say this in the nicest way? Um, I have quite a thing for larger set men, fat guys. Fat guys need love too. Okay. And we we kind of a little bit of a chat about this before, and uh, we I, I think a lot of people kind of get a little bit taken aback by the word fat, and like you can't say that. Whereas I follow a lot of people on Instagram, and I get a lot of my uh, my worldviews right now from from following different accounts, and a lot of plus size models, and and people who are uh, on catwalks and being seen, and I learn a lot from like just list, looking at their stories and stuff. And I realized that like a lot of the time people do like use that word in a really like negative way. And mm-hmm. uh, people will say stuff like, uh, they, they, they'll be talking about their size and they'll say whatever, like, you know, I'm, I'm fat or, and, and the first thing a person will respond to will be like, no, you're beautiful. And the person will be like, I didn't say I wasn't beautiful. I said I was fat. And I'm like, that's so true. Like little nuances and things like that, you know, that you, you don't really think yeah. about. Um, that's gotten a lot deeper than I was trying to go with that. Good I rule for life, like, always go deep. Huh? The, yeah, definitely. Consensually. Very deep. Yeah. As if that needed saying. Yes. <laughs> one of my, one of my really, like one of my best friends in the whole wide world um, has done a lot of like work around the word fat. Yeah. And she says that she refuses, she doesn't say that she is fat, but she's a bigger and she's struggled with her weight her entire life. Um, and it's yo-yoed up and down. And she doesn't say that she's fat. She says that she has fat because it isn't something yeah, that she yeah. is. Yeah, I, I, I can relate to that. Like yeah. it's something that her body has. That, and so. that makes a lot of sense. And I really respect that. Um, and she says that she spent a lot of time with like internalized fat phobia. Oh, yeah. Which identify with I, that. Like, I imagine we've all at least met yeah. people who have internalized homophobia, for example. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? So I can completely see that. Um, it's a person by person. Obviously, there's I'm talking about one or, or two or three influencers that I follow that are giving their personal account. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's person to person. You know, somebody like the, the word queer. Some gay people 
love it. Some people want to reclaim it. And other people don't want to hear it. Use around them. And that's like, you know, I, you should be able to talk about that. Um, How do you feel about that word? I have no problem with the word. Um, uh, it, it's an interesting one for me, especially recently. Like, for such a long time, I've worked in, like, nightclubs and, and in, in places where, I mean, years back, not now, I've, I've worked in nightclubs and, and places where... Uh, I was really surrounded with a lot of like queerness and, and openness and and really kind of pushed into that. And then uh, more recent, I've kind of like had like a brick wall when it comes to this stuff. Like I've, I kind of felt like I've been pushing into something that I'm not. So like, great if you you want to push into your queerness. And a lot of the time that kind of means like you're a feminine side absolutely fine with that you know and I was kind of pushing into that but being uncomfortable like doing stuff that wasn't necessarily like at the end of the day me and more recently it's been more about disclaimer going to be called toxic masculine pushing into like learning more about my masculine side and learning how to fight and playing sport and they're all learned I, I know masculine traits blah 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 I, I get all that I get that argument whatever but uh, I've learned it and and I've really grown confidence wise over the past year or two years pushing into that side of my personality I'm a man I have feminine and masculine traits blah 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 but I've really grown as a person in my just turned 30 pushing into that masculine side that I kind of felt like the word queerness was pulling me away because I, I need to reclaim my queerness. Yeah. Did that make sense? Absolutely. It does, yeah. 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 Sounds like the very opposite of toxic, mas toxic masculinity yeah. You have no me. idea how often I get called that right now. Like, by friends. Really? They're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're toxic masculine. You know, I'm like, okay, can I have a conversation? You know, I think as a phrase, and I've, I have, um, not about a person, I don't think, but I've thrown it around in conversations with friends, and I got called out on it by a friend of mine who's got two teenage sons. And is married. She, she's straight and is married. And she said, "I hate that because it just she feels attacked because you know she lives and she's she's got boys. She's raising boys and she's trying to raise them to be decent sons. And I think we are sometimes in danger. I am sometimes in danger of being dismissive of so much by just throwing out that phrase and just blaming it. And I think toxic masculinity damages everybody. It has damaged everybody. Totally. Comes out of pit, obviously. Teaching, talking to the choir on this, aren't I? But um, patriarchal culture, but um, it's not being able to explore what's what's positive about what we have traditionally called masculinity and what's positive about what we have traditionally called femininity and allowing people to be whole people with different things going yeah. on in them and different things at different times in their lives or just exactly. on different days. Yeah, I mean, exactly. masculinity itself isn't toxic. Yeah. There's just yeah. some traits that we associate with masculinity that when pushed a certain way become toxic. And that, ironically, someone shouting you down and calling you that is, yeah, is that. a classic example of toxic. And what I've experienced anything like this, but it's literally only been in the last, God, in the last six months, it's doubled. But in the last year was probably the first time it's happened to me. And I'm like, do you even know who you're talking to? Like I've spent my whole, I came out at 13, I spent my whole life embracing my gayness. And now I'm toxic masculine just because I don't want to do drag at somebody's birthday. Like, ah, oh, you, you take yourself too serious. It, it doesn't appeal to me to wear heels. I, I, don't, I don't see what I don't, what I, the way I see what you're saying, it, like the conversation that you've just had, is that you're able to talk about the spectrum and you've explored the spectrum and you understand where you sit on the spectrum. Yeah, and totally. the acknowledgement of the existence of the spectrum stop, stops it being toxic. I, yeah. I, I, I don't get why 
we've had this conversation quite a bit, haven't we? Because I felt like I explored my masculinity quite a lot and I had a really difficult relationship with my masculinity. And there was a period where I was like, I don't know, like, am I non-binary or like, what is it? And I very much settled on the fact that I am 100% a man and like, I refused to... Um, like to the to, fact to, that you can just say that a man like right it's, you identify with that deal, yeah right and it I exists. don't I don't know it if exists. you I, like I don't know if you would have ever picked up on it but one of the things that happened when I started coming training all those years ago is that I would always make jokes about or not really being a man and it's something that I try not well, to I, a little bit yeah yeah yeah, totally, yeah. it's something that I yeah. try not to do anymore because yeah. I'm like this is just my version of being a man they may not be traditional you know I don't go fighting or whatever and I have long hair and that, like the only reason why I've got long hair now is it's something that I've always wanted but I never felt comfortable enough with my masculinity. My masculinity was always too fragile. And now I feel secure in my masculinity. So I'm like, I can it's have the long hair. Of what it is and it doesn't to be stop a man. me being yeah. a man. Exactly. Yeah, so, we are gay men. Exactly. And I, I've stopped going to hen parties. We had this discussion mm. not that long ago, didn't we? Like, I don't go to hen parties because as a gay man, you get invited to them quite a lot. Yeah. I caricature a lot of the time. Exactly. And that, that's and that's where the queerness comes Because I'm not a totally. girl. That's that was, fine yeah. if you want to go and do that. But yeah. my version is I'm a man. I'm a gay man. I yeah. want to spend my time mostly with people who we understand get pu- that. We get pushed into it. And yeah. fine if that's your if thing. That's you Absolutely do, fine. Like, I want people to, like, explore, explore their fluidity. Explore, yeah. <laughs> explore their fluidity. Um, but as you said, like, you do, like, like it, and it goes back to, we were talking earlier about um, that fucking book. Velvet Rage, Rage. where you're trying, you're constantly trying to like make up for the feeling of less than, you know, for growing up in in a heteronormative society and, and you're you're kind of damaged and you want people to like you and be the funny gay, be, oh, can Uh, we be uh, like Will and Grace? Could you be Will? And like, you just uh, like me. In my show, you know, Mediocre Gay, of I actually talk about the fact that there are breeds of gay men that people want to see. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is like the big gay, and that is like... The loud, funny Yeah, camp. that's what yeah, they yeah. find acceptable. Alan and Carr. if you aren't that person, then you also find that you don't necessarily fit in there as well. So that ends up being a really big thing. I mean, the word queer for me, I choose the word queer because um, I feel like if I say the word gay... I feel like that very specifically talks about sex or people see it as that. That's interesting. And I feel like queer encompasses more of my lifestyle. I think my lifestyle sits outside of like the heteronormativity. I want to talk like that. That's interesting. And so I feel like queer covers the fact that I, you know, don't live a very heteronormative life in any regard outside of whether I'm having sex or not. Yeah. Which generally I'm not. And for me, I use the word queer now, I mean, I've for are years. You, are you are you gay, Kate? I'm bi, but okay, I didn't cool. realise for years. Yeah. Um, so sort of grew up straight. Is that the right phrase? But thought I was straight, lived a straight life. Straight yeah. presenting. Straight presenting, yeah. and in what in heterosexual relationships, um, that never for various reasons entirely worked. And I think part of that was because I had this other side to me, and it wasn't just about the sex and wanting to have sex with women. It was something more than that that didn't quite fit in and just wasn't, it was a bit of a, a square peg in a round hole yeah, um, and just never quite worked. And then I seemed for ages that I was, and I hate this phrase, so apologies, but fag hag, because I was happier hanging out in, in, with gay men and in queer circles. Um, probably knew more gay men than gay women. And may, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, it probably gets into a whole journey, which probably quite dull and we don't have time for. But finally, in the last two or three years, recognising that I was bi and then eventually not being afraid to put the label on. And it wasn't that I was afraid to come out because I'm 52. That sort of thing is much easier for me now. And I wasn't in a relationship. There was no difficulty with that. But I felt like I was um, 
I didn't want to be seen as pretending or trying to be yeah, something yeah. that I wasn't or trying to play with the cool kids, when, yeah, yeah. which is probably hilarious to hear from people who've, who've always known they were gay or queer um, being described as a cool no, kid. But it. You, yeah. you know what I mean? I didn't want to look like you're just, oh, trying yeah. to join in for the sake of it. So, yeah. It's really interesting to hear, like, I I mean, I think you're a very masculine. I, 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 I struggle with it daily daily like and and it shouldn't matter but it it it's it's for me i'm really like i'm in therapy around it like i'm trying to depict the parts of me that are me that are feminine that i'm cool with and the parts of me that are masculine that i'm cool with um and the bits that i've i've become like just like uh as i said before like just tr trying to people please yeah. so much people pleasing um but yeah it's it's a constant it's a constant thought for me how does the how does the gym training relate to all of that? Because for me, the there gym is such a me. masculine yeah. environment. I mean, like the very first time I came and trained, so um, Mikey's at a personal training gym, so you can only go there if you are training with a trainer, but sometimes yeah. you train with different people. And when I joined a few years ago, um, the very first time that I went, uh, I was late for my session because <laughs> I was being sick <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> you, oh no, that kills me. That kills me. Yeah, and it wasn't that with you. My me. first session wasn't with you, actually, because I wouldn't book in with men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this really weird thing when new people start, they have they take ages before I'll train with them. But if they're men, yeah. basically, I assume. I know there's still wait. a few that you won't train with. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that on here. <laughs> um, but like, We all have different skills. But I will train, like, but I was really nervous about training with you originally. Yeah, I mean, you, told, I, you told me or somebody told me that. And that really, like doesn't upset me but it, it couldn't be further away from who i am like i see if i see like sorry to be stereotypical like a little a little twink that's wearing eyeliner and nail varnish on the cheek. he's not describing me but i want to no no no, no, no well probably at some point but yeah i, I become like I, I go into fantasy land in my head and i'm like overprotective big brother i'm like is there anybody looking at him so and like i do like this role play in my head like if anybody says anything to him like i'm gonna go up and help him. Like, like i i hate to think that I'm, I would ever intimidate somebody because I'm so intimidated all day long. Um, but yeah, that's funny. See, it's I think funny it's, how we're it's all really in our interesting heads. because one of the things that I talk about a lot with my friends is the fact that I feel like a lot of my fear comes from a physical fear because I'm very slight because I don't look like I could defend myself. I think I, I Just like give them the one too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> I would miss and punch myself in the face. Like, so I feel like that's where a lot of my fear. And it, I, 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 just as I said the word fear then, I was like, I wonder if that's the right word. But I do think that is the right word. Like, I do have a level of fear, like, out in the real world when I'm walking around. Totally. I mean, but it's, it's, I think it's valid as well, because shit happens. You know, we're in but, London, but What I'm interested about that, though, is I feel like mine comes from the fact that I am not built like you. And yeah. you are built like you. And it's still something that you, like, you're like, I yeah. still walk around intimidated. Well, I'm, I'm still, I'm like five foot seven. Like, I'm not a big guy. You know, there's a lot more bigger people than me. But um, I I definitely don't, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit different in that sense that I, I think I just have like that Irish, like fighting spirit. Like I grew, I came out at 13. I, from, from the start of secondary school to the end, I was fighting. My big brothers used to bring their friends over and would like fight for entertainment. Like they would yeah. like pair me up with a guy five years my age. So it's so in me to like, like not proper fighting, you know, like standing yeah. on somebody's like fucking neck, you know? Um, uh, that's not, uh, that's not <laughs> how you fight people, you know? <laughs> um, they are. But so I, 
I have like I have like it kind of like a, a really like aggressive not aggressive side but like a really defensive side um and that that really helped me through secondary school coming out at 13 like that really fucking helped me like I remember being pulled into a, a classroom by my vice principal uh my first year of secondary school and being told stop telling people you're gay like the, the wow. vice principal this story goes so deep I won't go into it too much but um the vice principal telling me that and then hearing and then the actual principal of the school I really want to say his name because what they get by can <laughs> um, but you know who you are. Where's the camera? You know who you are, motherfucker. Um, I remember the, the the actual principal, male principal. His son was a year ahead of my, me. He was the most flamboyant, gorgeous gay you could ever imagine. This guy was so obviously gay, and uh, I remember him coming to me one day and saying to me, "We were we were friends," and saying to me, uh, "My dad said uh, I shouldn't be hanging out with you because people start calling me gay." Because I was out gay. I was telling yeah. people. Um, and he was effeminate, but not out, you know? And like, just like only years later, thinking back to like how little support we had at secondary school and how much people, oh, everything's changed, the referendum to the Ireland. No, I, I'm pretty sure underground, there's still a lot of bullshit going on. Yeah. Um, but to circle back around, fi- like fighting was like just taking care of myself. Like nobody else was there for me, like for most of us in, in secondary school, you know? So I, that probably, again, feeds into the whole seeing the twink on... Uh, Fritz Street and me like yeah, I'm gonna save you you know it's never happened yet God, there's so much interesting sound. and before we move on I do want to come back from that fat but before that um one of the again the conversations that we've been having a lot recently is that there is a um I think it's particular um there's generations in every group there's generations and they have different experiences but the so the generation of gay men who grew up in this country through clause 28 where homosexuality couldn't be talked about at school yeah. and then it okay it's different in Ireland growing up but that's similar sort of very it was still a very conservative Catholic run country. I mean, it's incredible how much has changed, at least at surface level. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, that sort of, I guess, 30 to 40 something or other group is different to the edge generation that went before. Yeah. But it's a very different experience, I think. And this is me from outside that particular part of our community, I know. But um, so it's observing rather than experiencing. So I should be careful. But that experience of shame and that experience of feeling that you weren't allowed to be you and growing up with that and you just had to be less you, whether that was verbalised very explicitly or just all the implicit messages, has left such a legacy, I think. And I see so many... Scars. uh, Yeah, so many scars. And it's still affecting people's lives. And it's threatened people's lives. And, you know, friends I've got who've got addiction issues, who've got... Or I'm pretty positive. They're clearly not a trained psychologist or indeed any sort of a psychologist. Uh, that's what a lot of it comes down to. I mean, to. the good news is that it's keeping a lot of therapists in, in place. Yes. <laughs> so, that's good. Shout out to Kev. <laughs> My therapist. I don't, I don't know many gay men that don't have a very intense <laughs> this therapy quite intense. I don't, it wasn't very funny. I was hoping to be more funny. This got quite it's deep. Fine, have to be fine. It went so deep. Well, like I, yeah, we it's really... I don't, you weren't I, expecting this no, from me. I know, you weren't. I, I wasn't. Mic drop. I'm, it's really yeah. surprising. But I, even in that, there's a lesson because I obviously have my own judgments on you because of yeah. how and you I look. And I judge you. Well, <laughs> no, no surprise there. He deserves it though, to um, be fair. But <laughs> if I find, like, to hear you talking about school and that, which yeah. like, rings yeah, really similar and like how I feel yeah. and that, I find it really, it doesn't then surprise me that we do get on. Yeah. Even though it did surprise, I was like, "Oh, we would have nothing in common. That's why we're not going to train." Yeah. And then we do, and then I mean, I I'm I abs- think I'd grown my hair out. Oh, you should do it. We'll look like twins. Yeah. We'll get rid of um, the whole bunch. Oh no. <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I'm so desperate to tell everybody um, the facts that I learned about you that meant that I felt able to train with you, but I don't know if you want everyone to know. What, wait, what? Well, everyone's going to make up wh whatever it is, something we'll far... Cut it, we'll cut it out if you don't want anyone to know. What did you say? Um, I didn't get that. So before I started training with you, yeah. I got told a fact about you that meant that I was willing to train with you. You know what it is because we've discussed it. You'll have forgotten right now. But you were in a, you were in a band? Oh! oh. Don't speak of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Abba thing? Yeah. <laughs> Not speak of the Abbott. <laughs> oh in, my god! <laughs> <laughs> he, was in an, he was in an Abbott tribute band. He was in an Abbott tribute band. Which one were you? I was you? forced. This is brilliant. <coughs> um, uh, um, <laughs> Waterloo. Sing that song. Oh no, no, we have to pay for rights. Yeah. Yeah. for the rights. Um, no, I'm in in fucking music school, motherfuckers. They're like one of the assignments for like the whole semester was like put a band together, and these fucking. People were like, let's do ABBA. I was like, well, if he's been in an ABBA, I was like, band, we can definitely train. That would be my, one of my dreams. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but like, like, I'm not like, I'm not like a singer. It's very like, different to your actual music. Though, yes. Tell us about your actual music. Yes. Just do that. Um, I like, I make, I make music. I produce, I, I, I rap. I do sing on my stuff, but like, there's a shitload of auto tune on that. Um, but I don't see myself as like, like a singer. And that was like a singing thing, you know? So that was really uncomfortable. This Did video you do the moves? There, there's videos. There's videos. <gasps> there's videos. It was streamed live. Yeah. Yeah, it was streamed live. Would yeah, you find yeah. those on YouTube? Uh, you will find it on some type of tube, yeah. Um, uh, but please don't. Um, so you've got you've got a new single that's coming out. Right yeah, now. so I have a new single that uh, I just finished uh, recently. It's called Boy, and it's the first um, song that it's the first uh, it's the first song that to me has like a really obvious like gay undertone. Well, they all have a gay undertone because I'm gay, but this one's like a more obvious story to me. Um, uh, it's I basically based off a friendship that I've I've got at the moment. It was, it was a, a mate. I won't, don't want to say too much. I don't want him to know. But, because uh, I haven't told him yet, but he's moved up from a smaller town into London. And I really see him going through what I went through, moving as a young gay man into the city. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, it's like, a, not a warning, but it's it's like, uh, just like a little ode to like, uh, what's, what you can expect. But it's vibey, so listen to it. It's not you won't. Yeah, All right, well let's yeah. let's let's play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So where can we download that? Um, so I would like you guys to go. Where's my camera? I'd like you guys to go <laughs> uh, to go to my socials. Um, M Y 
K-H-E-01, okay? M-Y-K-H-E-01. I remember when you were working out your name and changing it. Yeah, it's mm. it, for, for the moment, we're going to go with M-Y-K-H-E-01 on Instagram. Um, and uh, just and Mikey, M-Y-K-H-E, on all streaming platforms. And just like, you know, double stream it, add it to a playlist, tell your friends. Sometimes I go out and leave it on Spotify. You do do that, that's so sweet. <laughs> You can have my, my yeah. I need and I know who's doing it. I got my fucking stats, my analytics and stuff. I'm like, mm, okay, Bristol, okay, 17 players. Like, I know who's who's supporting. I will yeah. do that. I really love it, actually. It's Thank really, you. Really chilled, isn't it? It's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, so back to larger people. Yes. Yeah, sorry, we, we we went on the time. No, but that, I mean, it's, it's yeah. One of the things I, I, hope I didn't that word is... that in a bad way in the beginning because I think people can be really taken aback by me just saying. I like fat people. I, I I was actually referring to, I'm like set my sexual preference. I generally prefer somebody who's larger set. That's what I was going to, and then we kind of got off talking about how uh, the word fat is can be seen as like a a bad word. Yeah, and I mean it's a word I've I've struggled struggled feels a bit too dramatic, but been unhappy I guess with my body and my weight all my life, and sometimes I've been bigger, sometimes I've been smaller. I'm somewhere in the middle now. I can always tell you where I'm feeling about myself, and that's fifty years of. Pretty much. I remember the moment at about seven or eight. That was a bit oxymoronic, but I would be about seven or eight of realising that I felt fat and that oh I was by a swimming pool in a swimming costume. And it stayed, I mean, that's certainly so the experience for, I think, most girls growing up and I think yeah. probably for, for more boys than we realise as well. But that, that you're right, that use of the word fat, and I, I'm much happier with it now because trying to strip the emotion away from it, it's a description. There are times when I'm fatter than others. I feel healthier when I'm not as fat, but... I finally, I mentioned already, but at 52, taken some of the sum, not all of the judgment and the negativity and the self-loathing away from it. Yeah. So it might just be where I am in terms of health, but not feeling. For years and years and years, I thought that I would be happier, more successful, luckier in love or anything else when I was thin. When yeah, I was yeah. thin, I'd be happy. And I would walk into rooms mm. and look around. I'd just subconsciously check out to see if I was the largest person there. Wow. And I wasn't, not that this matters, but just for context, I wasn't, you know, hugely uh, obese or anything like that. I was... It affected you enough that Yeah, it was but larger then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. just been there. And it's that classic thing. You look back at photos of you when you're young and you say, I wasn't even... Yes. But that's also irrelevant. Because I'm now doing it now, babe, aren't yeah. I? You can't get out of it. I feel guilty. Before we did, like, as we were setting up here, I made them move the cameras so that I looked less fat. No, but, like, at the same time, it's like... I, I I like it's I hate this culture now that you can't say anything like you like you're just talking about your body you weren't like making fun of anything no I was just know? horrified at how I looked last time I saw a video <laughs> of this after your two little but desserts it, the same yeah. thing as yeah. well I think something else in what you said is people will say a word and it could be fat it could be queer it could be anything about how they're feeling and it's a word that they've chosen yeah. about themselves it's and intense. if it's how they're wanting to describe themselves yeah. that's their feeling and someone jumping and saying oh no 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 yeah. you're not fat or I'm whatever so over it yeah, then over that. that but if that's how they feel I mean I guess it depends on why they're using that word yeah. but you are denying someone's feelings about themselves and it's like someone saying I'm feeling sad or I'm depressed and go oh cheer up you've got nothing to be depressed about it, that's the wrong thing to yeah. do it's how they're feeling and so there's something like that. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I think anyway, it has but... the opposite effect because people, the, the people, these warriors, these fucking social warriors coming in are like, I get it. Your heart's in the right place. You're trying to do the right thing. But like, you're, I feel like you're splitting people more apart. You're just adding more fire. Like just fucking talk. Let people talk. And if that offends you, talk to them. Don't, talk down to them like what you just said about the fat thing somebody could totally like i could be somebody else and be like yeah you shouldn't have said that 
Mm. You're such an awful person, you know. But it's it's like I have I, common sense. You didn't mean it in a bad way. I don't particularly think it's a bad thing. But maybe somebody else would say, actually, yeah, yeah. that word's kind of triggering for me. Still doesn't mean you're a bad person, you know. Maybe you are. I mean, for other, <laughs> other reasons, <laughs> for entirely other reasons. <laughs> and I mean, and I could talk for hours about and um, I am a bad person. Yeah. Um, yes. Very specifically that, <laughs> but um, about fat shaming and and the well the misogyny about that goes behind that and the um, what's your take on like like uh, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and these more voluptuous women and having their bodies out on oh, show. Sure. Oh, Li- Lizzo, oh, Lizzo and all of this. I love Lizzo. Like, used to love Lizzo. No, I love Lizzo. I thought you said used <laughs> no, to. No, 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 I love Lizzo. Censored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Lizzo. I, th- I think it's fantastic. And yeah. I, think, I mean, there's also... Every time I see Lizzo on my screen, I'm like, yes. Like, yeah, yes. Completely. Because it's yeah. not just misogyny and all fat shame. It's also usually an element of racism as well, because yeah. we are talking what has been held up for, for years um, or certainly in our generation and generations. I mean, we're not the same generation. We are not. Uh, <laughs> has been very, a very specific uh, white uh, waspy, very specific. <laughs> we, we went for dinner with her nephew a couple of weeks ago yeah. and he thought he was basically convinced we were the same age. <laughs> I was very happy. I was not. I think it's because he thinks of me as young and irresponsible. Um, uh, one of those things is true. Um, but yeah, so I so I think it's fantastic. I mean, representation is really it is. important. It's just seeing it, seeing it yeah, and just seeing. I'm making this about me again. But if I'd grown up seeing women of different shapes and sizes on TV and being mm. celebrated and being able to just focus on their their skills, their abilities, their talents, then I think that would have helped me. Instead, I grew up with. Uh, serial adverts that said you had to look this way in a red swimsuit it's, it's visibility isn't it it's yeah. like it's why something like um i was visibility. reading a really interesting article about um what's the dancing show called on t on bbc strictly strictly <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, right? i mean it's very niche david nobody would have heard of it <laughs> i was reading an article <laughs> about that well. <laughs> just this morning about the fact that um somebody's said this that oh it's gone too woke blah 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 because um of the the different people that they've got on it yeah. but it I think saying something like that comes from a place of privilege where you don't realise how important it is to see yourself represented on TV. Like um, John Waite was saying that it's really important that there's a different type of gay man on this time because he's much camp. He's not as masculine. And if you're only willing to accept two men dancing together when it's super masculine and then that's like that's your problem. So it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Like seeing all different people. Same sex. Yeah. uh, Jade. Jade. Yeah. Sorry. uh, they may be non-binary. We might cut this bit out because I may have just misgendered them. But, yes, but again, it's fine different... if somebody did do that and you didn't mean it with intent. Yeah, it's true. just scary. And it's I, like, am I said something wrong? Yeah. But they're dancing in a same-sex couple, but it's about, they've specifically said they want it to be about friendship and sisterhood yeah. and all that, and that is also valid. Um, and then Ollie, obviously Ellie Simmons dancing as well is just fantastic. And it, is, it does look different. Actually, it's interestingly, I've never seen it. it. Jade said um, that she was like, well, if I was in a, a female-male couple, what guy is going to yeah. lift me? Yeah. So like at that point, she's bigger, um, which like it relates to exactly what you were saying. It's all about representation at the end of the I day. I love Jade. I met her in Overture's Piano Bar. I didn't meet her. I went Ooh. up and said, hello. Um, that, you're I'm Jade, aren't you? What's her surname? Jade, uh... Adams, it's Jane Adams. Yeah, thank you. Right. So we'll just go back and do that again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. is she famous for? Jade Adams is a really, really funny stand-up comedian and actor. And um, actor, and yes. she's in this. They're in this series of Strictly. 
Very Don't funny. Know. Really funny. Funny. She's got really some uh, great stuff on Netflix called um, Oh Black Jump. Oh, I can't come up with the names of anything. I mean, a few minutes. Serious Black Jumper. <laughs> Go back and do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and she's got a great show on Netflix called uh, Serious Black Jumper, which is brilliant and really clever and really makes. But you she's think. Act, she's, she's an act, actress. Uh, stand up and actor. Okay. Um, she's done quite a lot of podcasts as well. Uh, she's also um, a trained opera singer. She's got the most incredible voice and she doesn't look like what you would expect an opera singer to look like. I'm doing air quotes. Um, and, and started just, as an Adele drag act. And is just an all-round lovely person. Because when I did do that, I had had a few drinks. Um, I did do that and I, oh, I really love you. And she was just, oh, thanks, babe. And gave me a big kiss. And so that was me trying to do something. It never goes well time. meeting people that you admire. I know, I know. Yeah. And it's, I've done it before with other people who will my name. Nameless, and it was a less positive experience. And I was being nice and respectful, and it was outside their show where oh, it they was said, hilarious. "Come and talk to me." So <laughs> I did, in? and then they I was were... there. It was one of the funniest things that's ever. Happened. I was like, oh my god, I really love her, and went up. And she had said in her, she was another comedian. I'm going to get myself in trouble, but um, yeah. And so I went up, and she was just really weird with me, and I wasn't doing or saying anything. And she had said, "Come invite yeah. me." Whereas Jade was having a perfectly lovely Saturday night out in a piano bowl. We were all singing to musical theatre. It was perfection. Oh, that I perfect. invaded her personal space consensually. And <laughs> um, I need to stop saying that. Um, <laughs> but she was really lovely. Anyway, Mikey, the last question that we ask people yeah. is, what's mediocre about them? What's mediocre about me? It's mm. hard to think It's hard so much. Um, I hate food. I hate food. I hate cooking. I hate time that's given to food. Uh, I know I'm a personal trainer and food's important. I hate food. It's so boring. Really? Yeah. Is it the cooking of it or the eating of it as well? I just, I just, I mean like all of it, like, like eating all of it. I just find like it's a time, it's, I, yeah, it annoys me. Food really could, annoys me. I have nothing to say. Like, yeah. I cannot relate. If you relate get your nutrition in a pill. It's a weird one. It's, and it's just going to happen over time. Do you have fuel? Or you do have fuel? I did do fuel for a while. My, my diet is, is basically rice and some type of powder. Yes, like, See, I did fuel and I had no problem with the taste, but I actually cried about the fact that I was not yeah, I physically miss... eating food. It made me the saddest what? I've ever Why been. Is... I'm okay with that concept. Like, yeah. I've got a question about heel. It's not less the food, the t-shirt. Why does everybody have to wear a heel t-shirt? Who's well, because the t-shirt is amazing. It is a good, it's a it's good quality so t-shirt. It's soft and lovely. It is, yeah. they should, if they brought out a clothing range, I'd be yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's great, but yeah. I just don't want to drink my food. I do wear the t-shirt. Yeah, The I food am. I heard is not bad. They do food now, which yeah, is like totally, it's like, why? I know, they did like a mac and cheese thing. It's not great. No. Oh, it's like you add hot yeah, water. Right. It's it's fine, yeah. but it's not. But if great. you can't have mac and cheese, have mac and cheese, have and don't and cheese. have it every day. But have a really lovely mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah. So if you could take your food and a nutrition pill or whatever, that's the. Right, I always say it like that is literally like my dream, you, and would give you so many more. I mean, I would. I would be like you, David. I would. I love. I love. I love cooking. I, I, I love thinking I, about food. I don't food. understand what the point I, in being alive is if we're not no. going out for dinner. <laughs> no. I really don't like. If somebody is like, come over. I've made fajitas, and they're really nice. I'm like, wow. I'm never gonna do it for you because it could not. I could oh, not think about it more stressful. I can't cook. Oh, yeah. I love cooking. I can't cook. Yeah, I once had to like. It's it's literally like trauma. I think back to like this guy in 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 uh, college that cleaned my laptop or he did something for my laptop. He like was like a techie guy, techie stuff, and uh, and then he's like, I was like, how much should I pay you? He's like, no, no, just cook for me. And I was like, oh god, I, oh, I had to cook that's for him. Also, I like it was the idea. so stressful. I love the idea that a techie guy just cleans a laptop and just comes in and hoovers it or whatever or wipes it down as opposed to anything like he was more. trying to get a date with you anyway. No, he was straight as fuck, but like... Mm. No. And he wanted you to cook him dinner? He wanted me what? to cook... I, no. I, was, I don't know. Well, he didn't... Did didn't you have. cook him dinner? I did. I made like... It was so stressful. I remember where I was. I remember everything about that whole scene. And I remember like... Uh, wraps. Like, I don't eat meat. Like, chicken wraps. And I didn't know how to cook the chicken. It was really... 
Well, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Not coming round to yours for food anytime soon. Um, I'll just order out. Where can we get your socials? Um, uh, uh, Instagram. I should tell you my Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram is M-Y-K-H-E-01. M-Y-K-H-E-01. Because people always say it and you're like, I didn't get that, love. And, you know, M-Y-K-H-E-01. That's me. Uh, Instagram, just follow me there. That's good. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for thank coming. You guys. It's been thank great. You very much. Um, and we will see you again soon. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. David Ian. And I'm at KTS Dale. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mediocre Gay, the podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mediocre Gay Pod or share your mediocre secrets with us on MediocreGayPod at gmail.com.